United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Very pleased to welcome to the show Ambassador William B. Taylor. He's Vice President for Strategic Stability and Security at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Previously, he served at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. During Arab Spring, he oversaw U.S. assistance and support to Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, and Syria. He served as U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine from 2006 to 2009. Ambassador, good morning. Good morning, Julie. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thanks. Now, you also served in the army. And I wonder, as you, as you look at this buildup of Russian troops along the border, what, what, what do you infer from that? You know, it's hard to understand what uh, Mr. Putin's intentions are. I mean, we know what the capabilities are. We, we see the kinds of force that he's assembling on actually all three borders of, mm. uh, of Ukraine. Um, but we don't know what's in his mind. Is he, is he bluffing? Uh, is he trying to intimidate President Zelensky of uh, Ukraine, trying to intimidate NATO, trying to intimidate President Biden? Uh, or is he, is he serious about invading? I mean, he has, uh, he has grand views. Mr. Putin has grand views, we know, about, uh, about his, uh, his place in history um, and how important Ukraine is to that place and how important Ukraine is to kind of the Russian sense of who Russians are. So, it's, it's hard to know what his intentions are, and what the military does is look at capabilities, mm-hmm. and the capabilities are clearly there. Now, he's gotten warnings last week personally from President Biden. Uh, the leader of NATO has issued a warning. Now we have a warning from the G7. But how do you work on a guy like this? Like, what, like what is persuasive with Putin? Well, there are a couple of things that, that, that should be persuasive. Um, one is the unified front, the unified front that uh, President Biden and Secretary uh, Blinken have assembled uh, of allies and of the world, really, to put pressure on, on Mr. Putin, number one. Number two, um, that unified front of these allies has threatened very serious sanctions, mm-hmm. um, not and certainly on the Russian economy, uh, but also on those people right around President Putin, um, whose whose assets, uh, whose ability to travel will be affected, and they have some effect on on uh, President Putin. The other thing that President Putin has to recognize is the Ukrainians. I don't think he understands Ukraine, uh, and the Ukrainians will fight. The Ukrainians will fight. Fiercely um, against any kind of incursion, incursion on their on their territory. So those are the ways that uh, we have to send the message to Mr. Putin to back down. It's so it, it yes to de-escalate to back down. But I mean, is that is that in his skill set to appear to capitulate to pressure? You know, it may be. Um, we remember uh, that last spring and uh, March and April. Uh, President Putin ramped this up um, the first time. That is, mm-hmm. um, he put a lot of forces, 100,000 troops, on the border of Ukraine. And we remember that President Biden called him. President Biden first called President Zelensky to check signals. And then President Biden called President Putin and said, back down off of Ukraine. Back, back down these, uh, these troops. And as we know, uh, President Putin did to some degree. He left a lot of the forces there, a lot of the equipment there. But he did de-escalate, and he did pull his back. So 
it's it's possible that uh, that that could happen this time as well. I remember when President Obama, um, the Washington Post reported President Obama confronted him over election meddling and got in his face and said, I will destroy your economy. Like, I will take it down. And uh, Putin seemed to blink then, too, although he didn't really stop. But he it seemed to it seemed to trouble him, at least. And President Biden has given President Putin a way out. He has suggested that uh, that they sit down, that mm. the United States and Russia and Ukraine and the European allies sit down and have this conversation. Um, if President Putin is really threatened, if he really thinks that Ukraine is about to invade Russia, <laughs> which is ludicrous, of course, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if he, or if he really thinks that NATO is a threat to Russian security, we could be happy to have a conversation uh, with him about that. Uh, um, so no concessions whatsoever. But if that's the concern, that's worth a, that's worth a conversation. Um, there are also new concerns being raised that Ukraine may just be the beginning and that Putin may also have plans for Georgia and, and even the Baltics. So it is true that uh, Ukraine is the front line. Uh, Ukraine is the area that President Putin has uh, has focused on. But it is also true uh, that this is part of a broader war, frankly, uh, mm-hmm. of Russia against the West. Um, so it's not just Ukraine. It is also others in the region. You mentioned the Baltics and Georgia. But he has also attacked elements of using different means of attacking Europe and even the United States. I mean, we remember the, the hacks. We mm-hmm. remember the the uh, election meddling. I mean, these were not confined to Ukraine uh, by, by any means. And this is a broader, this is a broader offensive um, that uh, President Putin and and indeed as an autocracy against democracies. You know, last week we just had this uh, summit of democracies and and mm. the challenge uh, that uh, that Russia poses to democracies on its border, starting with Ukraine, but not ending with Ukraine, um, is real. It was good to focus on that last week. So, Ambassador, is there a way uh, to wind this down, to to de-escalate it for both sides? Uh, you mentioned talks. Um, I know the Institute of Peace is it concerns itself with, you know, um, sort of nonviolent de-escalation. We do. Um, and and the, if the choice is talks versus uh, uh, invasion, tanks, um, we certainly think talks is the way to go. And uh, the conversation can be on European security. Conversation can certainly be on how to resolve the, the conflict in, in Donbass, in the southeastern part of Ukraine. Those conversations between Russia and Ukraine and the United States and European allies are the way to de-escalate. And as you say, uh, President Biden offered those, those talks to President Putin. If, this is an important if, um, if he de-escalates, you know, these talks are meaningless um, if all these forces are still poised on the border uh, of Ukraine. So if he de-escalates, he pulls those forces back, as he did last spring in response to President Biden's call, uh, then these talks are, are the way to go. And yes, we've, uh, we've had some, some experience um, in helping out in these on the unofficial level. Really, really interesting. I appreciate your analysis so much. Thank you, Ambassador.
Thank you, Julie. Good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Ambassador William B. Taylor, Vice President, Strategic Stability and Security at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Previously at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev during the Arab Spring, he oversaw U.S. assistance and support to Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, and Syria. He also served as U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine from 2006 to 2009. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.